When I just step back and take care of myself and not force myself to do things that maybe aren't ready to do in that day, my business just explodes and grows. Welcome to the Capital Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Brinkley. Each week, we hear from stay-at-home moms who earn at least $2,000 per month without having to miss out on any of the precious moments with their kids. This is part two of my interview with Lindsay Bonadonna. Lindsay is the founder of Kale and Cake LLC, a thriving business that incorporates all her passions and allows her to make a generational impact in the lives of other women. To top it all off, she is able to work from home and build her work schedule around her life as a single mom to two beautiful girls. Check out the first part of our interview in episode 13, where Lindsay opens up about her own health struggles and how she has used her own health journey to help others. In today's episode, Lindsay talks more about the practical aspects of her business, including how she found her first client, how much she invested to start her business, and what she did to figure out how much to charge her clients. You are going to love this episode, so let's get to it. I want to talk to you more about the business aspect of it and the actual work. So you work about 40 to 50 hours per week. Is that right? I think so. Yes, at least. (laughs) I was thinking how, so how do you do that and have your girls around? Like, what does that realistically look like on a day-to-day or week-to-week basis? Mm, Gosh, this is a great question. So I've really, just in the last month, so I am a recovering workaholic for sure, recovering power through mom, what have you, right? Trying to do all the things. And I had this moment really just like three weeks ago where I'm like, this has to stop, where I will go through, do all the things all the time, work all these hours, try to do everything on the to-do list, be a great mom to my girls, be present with them, you know, all of the things. And then something will happen. I like to think it is the, uh, the universe intervening and being like, Hey, I gave you a bunch of signs to slow down. You didn't slow down. So guess what? I'm going to take you out now and force you to slow down. And I got really, my allergies were just extraordinarily horrible. And the migraines were coming back. And I was just like, yep, I ignored the signs again. This has to change. So what I have been working to do is, and I know this is so cliche, but to work smarter and not harder and really understand in my business what is going to move the needle and positively impact people's lives and what are things that I just feel like I have to do because either other people are doing them or somewhere in my mind, I think I should be doing them, right? So, and ultimately leaving space in my calendar like that's another thing that I am like a chronic like, because I'll put my important to-dos in my calendar so there's time blocked for them. Yes. Well, I would have my entire day 
blocked with stuff, but then something would pop up that I couldn't get done. And then it would like throw everything off. That was stressful. So I started just kind of taking a look and asking myself, what is the one thing that I need to get done today that is going to move my business forward and put me in a place where I can be present and calm and not stressed with my kids? Yes. And just getting that one thing done and extending myself grace when I don't and really tuning in and listening to my body. Like an example is right before this, I was like, well, I could get some stuff done. This would be great. And then I'll like go into the podcast and then I could get stuff done after that. But after my first appointment this morning, I just was like, man, I feel tired. So what I did before this, instead of busting through some work that at the end of the day is not going to make or break my business. I sat on the couch and rested. Yes. That's so. And then. Yes. The same way as you. I like to have, I like to see my calendar full. And so it's hard for me if I see a big chunk of space on my planner, I think, Oh, what, what can I do to fill that up? So what I've started to do is I've started actually write in rest. Or yes, like if I want that to be my playtime, but I don't know really what we're going to do. It might just be blocks or it might be go outside, but I'll just put play. And I just put a line through that time because if I see it on there and, and it doesn't always happen that way, the way that I plan it, but at least I put it in there. And then it reminds me, like, don't fill that space up with other stuff. You know, if yes, to make a plan with you or something important comes up that you feel like you've got to get done for the podcast. Don't put it in that time, you know? Yes. Force yourself to slow down. And I think that that's so good. I can definitely see, cause I mean, I haven't been in this like online digital creator entrepreneur space for very long, but just in starting this podcast, I mean, I can see how it can snowball so easily into becoming. The- oh Yeah thing that consumes all of your time. And, you know, I love to listen to podcasts. So I've been listening to podcasts for about two years. And ever since the very first time I listened to a podcast, I was like, I want to do a podcast someday. But you see, you know, what all these other people do, and you start to have that comparison. And you think, well, I need a really cool website and the automated emails and, you know, all this stuff. And it's like, just slow down and just Mm -hmm. And when I put out, um, you know, the very first call for needing podcast guests, which was what you responded to, it was really just one of those things where it was like, okay, you need to take imperfect action and just do something that yes, move the needle forward. You know, working on your artwork isn't moving the needle forward. Working on your script isn't moving the needle forward because you don't even have any interviews scheduled. So as soon as I put that out, it was such an overwhelming response of people who said, I want to be on it. I fit that description that I was just like, okay, yes, you know, this has been in my heart for like a year now, but I kept on thinking, well, I'm not ready yet, or I don't have the equipment or I don't Mm -hmm. do it right. And now once I finally took that action, it was just like, yes, this is exactly what you need to do. Yes. And oh, now I'm excited that. to see, like, you know, I've always just felt like even if it just impacts one mom, one woman, yes. that like, oh, 
I want to be a stay at home mom, but I also need to work. It's possible to do both. Like I always thought it's not, I always thought you have to choose. You either are Mm -hmm. going to go to work and make a really good income or you're going to stay home and struggle, but you're going to be with your kids. And I always knew like, I'll choose to be with my kids and I'll struggle. And that was my mindset is just like, it's going to be a sacrifice. It's going to be a struggle. And, and now I'm seeing like, no, it doesn't have to be that way. There are so many options. And especially in these times we live in, we we're so blessed to have the tools and the resources that we have to do this with. Oh my gosh. Yes. And Stephanie, you said like, there were so many like pieces of gold in there. (laughs) Um, Something that I really loved what you said too, like just talking about like what's moving the business forward, things like that. And then also thinking too of, you know, sometimes in order for the business to move forward, we have to move our personal selves forward and giving space. This is something that I'm also really trying to lean into and embrace, but it feels very scary too, is if something doesn't get done on a particular day, it's not meant to get done on that day. Like there's a difference, right? So, I mean, we can't sit on our butts all day and expect like the world to come to us. That's not what I'm saying, but let's like go underneath the premise that, I mean, I know we're like this, the women that are listening to are like this. Sometimes we need to actually all the time, if something feels forced If something feels too hard, it is not meant to be done at that time. And what will happen, and this has been my experience, like I think of, you know, in my mind, after I have a client session, I like to get, I said in my mind, within 24 hours, I'm going to get the deliverables, you know, like the custom journal prompts or whatever, working on resources, I'm like 24 hours. And it was painful because I would block off time after the call to do all this work. But I mean, it was, I was just like, not coming to me, not coming to me. And then I was like, I'm not supposed to do it right now. And the next day I come back fresh and all of a sudden it's just like all these connections are being made. Everything's happening. And when we give space for things to do and honor where we're at, like truly life become stressful when we allow it to become stressful. Stress can be a very good thing because it's motivating. It gets things done. It keeps us safe from like bears and tigers chasing after us. It has a super functional side to it, right? But how often are we forcing ourselves to do something that we are just not feeling instead of just being like, you know, it's okay. It's not meant to it's not supposed to get done today because at the end of the day too, and Stephanie, I would love to hear what you say about this. I sometimes get myself really caught up in like, if I don't do this blog post, everything is going to end. But then when I think about it practically, I'm like, my business is not going to fail. If I don't post today, if I don't do a blog post, if I don't do this, that, or the other thing, like it's not going to fail. It's just not, those things aren't meant to happen today. And being able to put out work that is authentic and of quality versus of quantity, I think is what we need to lean into more. 
I totally agree with that. And sometimes I'll hear, you know, different um, coaches or even on different podcasts I listen to, and they, they talk a lot about like being consistent, kind of having that daily discipline where you do this, this thing every single day, say, say if you're a writer that you spend, you know, at least 10 minutes every single day writing. Well, for me, I can get into really like a self-judgmental place with that if I don't do do whatever it is that I say I'm going to do. And I've had to learn that that's not my style. I'm yes, I'm so much more of a like I'll have these bursts where it's me too. I'll have hours and hours of productivity and like getting stuff done, and then I just have to detach from it all. And yes. Okay. And that's what I've had to figure out is like, it's okay that that's how I am. And that's how I work and to embrace it instead of fighting it. Because when yes. I, it, I don't get anything done because all, all I'm doing is feeling guilty and beating myself up over it. So yes, I think just in, over the last few months, really, and probably the last year that I have really started to embrace that about myself and just say, I'm more of a person who works in seasons, you know, it could be Mm, mm -hmm. a season of a couple weeks, or even I know that energetically, I have a lot more energy in the spring and summer. So if I can can do more productive things during those times, and then give myself grace during the cold months of the winter, and not feel like I have to do as much. Yes. You know, and that's why I'm really trying to find what works for me. And that, I love hearing about all these different flexible ways to earn income. I wanted to ask you also, how did you, so this is kind of a few questions and wrapped up in one, but this is going to the practical side of things with your business, but how did you decide like, okay, this is my thing. And you did the training. And I know you said it took about nine months to complete the training. Because there's so many options out there. That's I, I sometimes feel stuck, like, but there's so many things I would like. <sighs> so how did you kind of decide on that one thing? And then also, how did you find your very first client? And how much did you decide how to charge at the beginning? Ooh, so many great questions there. Yes. Okay, so the first one, I, um, I really believe strongly that we have we are all born with a sense of intuition and that through life, a couple things happen. Either that intuition is reinforced and it grows or that intuition gets clouded um, just by things that we were told subconsciously, things that we see on TV where the doubt comes in, right? With, I just get feelings about things, right? And I also get very excited about things. When it came across, like with the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, I read what they were about and I was like, yes, this is it. Cause it's primary foods and secondary foods. So we're looking at life stuff. We're looking at nutrition stuff. And because ultimately like our health is not dictated by our size. It's not dictated completely by what we eat and it's not dictated by how much we exercise. There's all kinds of different factors. So I just had a feeling and was like, this is right. This is what I should do. And I jump. I, I do that a lot, but for the most, you want to know what it actually always works out because (laughs) times where I've jumped and it didn't go the way that I thought 
something better was around the corner. So it's still to me in my mind worked out. I guess that's the optimistic side of me. Um, the way that I got my first client, and this is something that I think is really cool because you never know who you're going to touch. And it's been reaffirmed for me, whether I choose to see it on a particular day is another story that when I just step back and take care of myself and not force myself to do things that maybe aren't ready to do in that day, that like my business just explodes and grows. So my very first client I met randomly at an Arbonne conference in Chicago. I went to this conference by myself and there were lots of people and I was walking around and there were like no seats. So I was walking up the aisle and I saw a seat and this beautiful woman, Ingrid, and I was like, is this seat taken? She's like, no, not at all. Why don't you come sit with us? Are you here all by yourself? I was like, yes. So that entire day, I got to know her and her team, and she's an amazing human being, has become a dear friend. So when I announced that I graduated with my health coaching certificate, immediately she was like, Lindsay, I think this is a sign because I've been looking for health coaches. Then you posted this. I want to be your first client. So my point being is that it's not about necessarily posting every day or whatever, but just kind of consistently putting your message out there of what's going on in an authentic way. Like the people will come or the business will grow. Did you have fear when you put that very post out there that she responded to? Did you have fear before you did that? Like, Oh my gosh, what are people going to think? Or is this, is this even going to work? I mean, what were you thinking and feeling in that moment? You know, it's the entire time that I was building my business and getting it ready and doing the website and all that kind of stuff. It was a constant feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to pee my pants because I'm so excited paired equally with the feeling of, oh my gosh, I'm going to throw up because what the heck am I doing? So that is the feeling that I had when I posted it because it's just, there's unknowns, but at the same time, I'm like, this, I know without a doubt, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So here we go. Uh, Let's do it. I love it. Yes. That's that's amazing. And now before you talk about how you decided how much to charge, I also had another question I wanted to enter. Yeah. Yeah. You talked about, you were, you know, spending that time as you were getting your certifications, building your business and getting it ready. So it was an investment of time and money. And I think sometimes, especially if we've been used to going out and getting a traditional, you know, nine to five job or being an employee somewhere, um, that's a hard mindset shift to get into because you think I need to go to work and make money now, you know, but when you're building a business, a lot of times the work that you're putting in up front, you're not seeing that return yet. Correct. So I guess my question is just how much of a, how much of an investment, if you don't mind sharing, did you have, sure. or how much of an investment would somebody who is just starting out kind of need to make, I guess on just on a low end, you know, yeah. for somebody that wanted to get into this? Yeah. You know, it really, I think it really depends what the business is. Like, for example, when I started my Arbon business, you know, that was $49. So super right. low investment, like, yay, that was great. Awesome. Right. Um, between my certifications and 
I did decide I did decide to hire a small business strategist because one thing that I know about myself is that I am a very self-motivated person, but I work really well when I have structure and there's some type of like checklist. And I found myself coming up against a wall with creating my website with really like digging into some of the marketing and branding stuff, even though that's a lot of my background and what I did previously. So in hiring a small business strategist, there was that investment, my two certifications, you know, in terms of like things, I really didn't need any because I had a laptop Right. Zoom. So there are those factors um, in there that was really helpful. My mom was incredibly supportive the entire time. I'm beyond grateful for her in like more than words can express. Um, I so for me on the low end, initially, the investment between those three things was right around twelve thousand dollars. So I had money in savings. But this is, this is another thing, Stephanie, that I have found, and it's just like the craziest thing. When you are working in your path, when you're open, the path will just unfold for you. Yes. So there were things that happened completely unexpectedly that helped to, whether it was a random Arbon client coming along, like just at the right time or something yes. like that, it wasn't always easy, but like somehow the it was provided for me in order right. to take those next steps. And I mean, right. fully transparent too, like my mom is, and I can't remember if I mentioned this or if we had just talked about it offline, but my mom moved here about three years ago and we lived together, which has been an amazing, it's truly amazing. And I love that my girls get to grow up with their GG right around. Yeah. You know, but, but there were, there were times too, where there was something that I really felt convicted about and I didn't have every single piece of finance together. And my mom was a very willing, supportive person to just help provide that because she understood something that was important to me was that I really wanted to come out of the gate with my stuff together. I felt that that was really important. So, and to talk what you were saying um, in our previous episode too, of just kind of like, you get to a point where you just got to like jump and do it, right? You got to, perfection does not exist. So lean into that. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. Just like jump and do it. So I did get to that point where I'm like, oh, there's so much I want to do with my website and this. And I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Cause we don't have to build our business in three months. We are here for a lifetime. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> so it doesn't all have to happen in the first year. So I yeah. I don't that. did that answer did that answer your question? Definitely. And yeah, it really did because my husband and I just started a business and it was one of those things where like if somebody had told us early on, like, okay, you're gonna have to have this amount of money to invest in this business, um, or else you're probably not gonna get off the ground. We would have been like, no, we don't have that. But as we just put one foot in front of the other and got Uh started, different doors opened, different resources were just provided. And before you know it, we are off and running. So that's awesome. I think, you know, if a year earlier, someone had told me like, you're going to have to invest this amount of money, I would have been like, no, that's not happening. Like, we don't have that extra money laying around. Yes. But 
now, you know, we're so grateful that we did take those steps and that we grew through that. Absolutely. How did you decide in the the beginning then how much to charge your clients? Was that difficult for you? That yes, yes. And I want to say something before I share that just for anyone listening who is in the beginning of their business, thinking about doing a business, all of those kinds of things. I also want to say that you don't have to have the perfect picture together. Yes. So work within the means that you have grow in the way that you can grow. And sometimes that's just, that just means like reading, right? Because books are inexpensive, educate yourself, network, reach out to people, make those connections because ultimately no matter what business you're in, people buy from people, people support people. So understand even when you're having these one-on-one conversations with random strangers, that that could turn into something bigger than you could ever imagine. Yes. that's So, so yeah. So don't get discouraged. I love what you said. Yeah. You don't have to have a certain amount of money. I think that uh, create creative thinking, thinking outside the box, reaching out, you know, for help or just questions and it, it all works out. I mean, truly. And again, if it, yes. if it feels too hard and you'll know, I feel like, I feel like there's a difference. There's a difference between like things being hard because like, it's not easy to have your own business or like things like what the heck is going on. It just means like, Hey, there's probably another path you need to be taking a look at. So, um, but yeah, so with pricing, very grateful in working uh, with Stacy as a business strategist, because that was something that we tackled together. So she had me go through an exercise that was incredibly helpful where basically I wrote out the entire client journey for my three different packages. And then I assigned time to it. So like, it was like, okay, so acquiring a client, right? So I'm going to have to write emails or I'm going to have to do this. Or somebody reaches out to me, it will take me five minutes to do this or that or the other thing. Like this is the client session. It's going to take me approximately this much to drive. If there's just Zoom, then great, all of this. So broke it down to figure out approximately how many hours it would take. And then she's like, okay, well, you know, what do you want to charge? And then do the math. Well, initially what I wanted to charge would have landed me about $10 an hour. Yep. That was eye-opening. I was yes. like, oh, no, that is not, that is not sustainable at all. And in working with Stacy and having somebody tell me and affirm my value, I was like, oh, yep. yes. Okay, let me relook at this because at the end of the day, we all bring really unique value to whatever we're doing. Our time is valuable. Our expertise is valuable. Yet I feel I see this more with women. And I think perhaps men don't talk about it. And I think that's part of why we don't hear a lot of it from the male perspective. But, you know, we want to be nice. We want to help people. And there was a a book that I read as well from Kate Crocco, Think Like a Boss. And in there, she said, if you want to be able to give, because that's another thing of mine. I want to be successful, not only to support my family, but I want to be able to like give wildly. Like I just want to be like, not quite like Oprah. Yes. But like (laughs) Oprah, right? Like I want to be like, let me buy dinner for you and surprise you. Let me do this. Let me, you know, like, and not have to think about it. And in this book from Kate Crocker, which I highly recommend, 
she said, if that's your goal is to give, if you are not making money and charging your worth and beyond, you're always going to be in a place of scarcity. You're always going to be worried about paying the bills. You're always going to do this. Your mind will not be freed up to even be able to get to that point. Yes. So really working through that and something that Stacy said to me in the beginning, and it was funny because she's like, so there will come a time where your middle package and what you're charging for that is going to become your base package. And I'm just like, all right, dude. And I will say, Stephanie, like I am now, I don't know, is it eight months in maybe that's happening because I realized in working with clients, like I'm like, oh, this is more effective this way. And I understand now better the value and the customization that I'm doing in that what I'm able to bring is, is unique because I'm the only me. So charging our worth and beyond, even though it feels incredibly uncomfortable at times, all the time, like number one important thing, because if you're going to take time away from your family, like you got to make that time worth it. Yes. And that's so true. I've heard people say also, um, like for if you want to be a giver, you have to learn how to receive. If you can't yes. ever be able to give to the level that you want. And that was really hard for me to grasp. But now that I have heard it so many times, you know how sometimes you just have to keep hearing something. It's like when you read something, yes. like, okay, that's good, but I don't quite get it. I need to go back and read it again. So I think that is such a great concept. And the whole topic of scarcity mindset and mm mindset I mean we could do like a whole entire podcast oh my gosh but we have to start to wrap it up now and I want to ask you how can our listeners reach out to you because I'm sure we'll have people that want to learn more about you and more about the services that you offer Yes, yes. So I love, 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 love meeting new people and having conversations. So um, going to my website, which is lindsaybonadonna.com. I know it's a mouthful, but I'm sure you can put it in the little notes and stuff like that. Yes. So going to Lindsay Bonadonna. Thank you. (laughs) So go to lindsaybonadonna.com and there is a lot there. So I offer virtual yoga classes that you could sign up for. And, you know, I would love to extend that as well. You can use the coupon code, give love for your first virtual class free and all levels. Welcome. You can wear pajamas that you haven't washed in three days, like whatever, zero judgment, no $200 Lululemons required. Um, so yeah, you can sign up for that. I also do. And please, please, please hear me ladies. When I say this, It is not a creepy sales call like at all, but I offer complimentary 60 minute complimentary get to know you calls where you share more about what your health aspirations are and also love talking about business. So can definitely do that as well. And then I leave you just feeling absolutely wonderful, but also with one to two fun size tips that you can start to work on to help get you closer to the health aspirations that you don't think you have time for. And then you can also, I'm very active on Instagram as well. My Instagram is Lindsay loves wellness. So you can check me out there. There's always like fun stories and things, but I mean, truly don't ever hesitate to send out a, an email to me, a DM, a question about anything, or just like a, Hey, can you please tell me that 
everything's going to be okay. Because sometimes we also just need to hear that. And when you go to my website, um, you can also sign up for my newsletter there that comes out once a month and it doesn't suck. It usually has a really delicious, super easy, like one skillet recipe in there that's easy to put together um, and some other tips and tricks as well. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lindsay. Yes, this was so great, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. And, and even more so, thank you for building this community because at the end of the day, we can really feel all alone. And you are showing and normalizing so much. So thank you for putting this together. It's amazing. The goal of this podcast is to inspire and encourage as many moms as possible to design their lives in a way that allows them to have freedom and flexibility to spend as much time with their kids as possible and earn the income they need for their families. You can help me reach more moms by subscribing to, reviewing, and sharing the podcast. I love connecting with my listeners. So reach out and leave a review. If you have an idea for someone who should be a guest on the show, or you would like me to find a guest in a specific field, let me know. I'm here to serve you. Join me next week for another episode of the Capital Mom Podcast.